With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I am on a props massive year, paying for food, tuition, retirements, and uh, a cool place to go leverage props. And you don't have to listen to me the whole time. You should probably go get the PFF props tool to do that because that's what I use anyways. Um, MonkeyKnifeFight.com, where they have all of these different props games. They're a lot of fun. They make it way more interesting, and they have them for all sports. So you should go check it out, monkeyknifefight.com. Use promo code PFF, because here's the deal. You deposit 20 bucks in Monkey Knife Fight, so you get 20 bucks of fun, and then you get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. So that's 40 bucks for free. You get it for the whole next year. It means you get the draft guide as well. It feels really far in the future, but you're locked in. You're good. You don't have to worry about it. So go to monkeyknifefight.com, play some props games, 20 bucks, promo code PFF, and get a free PFF Edge subscription. This is a ridiculously good deal. I do it, but I already have a Edge subscription, so anyways, you do it. Have fun. Week three, almost in the books. This is the PFF forecast. We are going to do a couple of things. We're going to do takeaway from today's games. We're going to talk about the game of the week and maybe the year, which is Kansas City Baltimore on Monday Night Football, and then we're going to guess the lines and pick our favorites. So, let's rock. All right. You're on the other side. I am on the other side. I am really bad at fondling the microphone, and I'm hoping, because I'm left-handed, that you're, you're a weird left-handed, though, because you're right-handed when you play sports. True. You're like uh, the opposite of Ken Griffey. Exactly. I also broke the living hell out of my left arm. So you adapted. And so I've adapted, yeah. Uh, facing adversity, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. adapted. Um, speaking of, actually, facing adversity and adapting, that ties into my big takeaway from this week. Do you want me to just go first? Go first. I'll just go first. Okay. My big takeaway this week is that Kyle Shanahan is a motherfucking wizard. <laughs> that dude took a junior varsity team that uh, was decimated by injury in MetLife Stadium, which is a danger zone of epic proportion. He took that team. They went to West Virginia, spent a few days in West Virginia, brought him back to New York, and then proceeded to absolutely obliterate Everything that is, or was, I should say, yeah. the New York Giants, Joe Judge, and Jason Garrett's team. That was 
a disaster. And I like to say that I predicted it. Let me just throw this out there. They averaged 8.2 yards per pass play with Nick Mullins and whoever the hell else was out there. Brandon Ayuk was the only player anyone could name on the Niners offense. And they were over 8 yards per pass play. Not per pass attempt, per pass play. Includes sacks. Um, I'm not sure that he's uh, that there's anyone better than him right now. Yeah, Nick Mullins' A dot was was what? Um, not a lot. Yeah, it was eight point four, but his average yards per pass attempt was nine point three. Now the Giants suck, and their defense is bad, and and all that kind of stuff. And you know, after the way the Vikings played, they you know covered the number against Tennessee. They're firmly the Giants are firmly second worst in the league behind the Jets. Um, but it was an amazing, you know, and 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 we we talked about this on the betting podcast last night. That number got down to three. Eventually, Greenline showed an edge on it. It was a good uh, play. Um, you know, it's a rare one where you know the number more sort of moves into playable territory near the end but i think people got too overzealous uh about the giants um yeah well, and san francisco did great and we they stopped the run right they mm-hmm. the Dion lewis under was something we gave and now Cinch. he he didn't give he didn't give you guys anything but the the thing about it was is they they were very, still very disciplined defensively i mean the giants don't not have weapons and yet the 49ers were able to do fine with I mean, who was it? It was like Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett at cornerback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the ghost was, of Jason yeah. Verrett. And, you know, Fred Warner's a terrific player. They still have Kinlaw and they still have, um, you know, you know, you know, good players on that defense. But it was it was decimated and they still did really well. It'll be interesting to see what they do against a really good football team. Yeah, well, that's not happening this week. Um, but here's the here's the other kind of part of that, which is so the Seahawks escape. They're now three, and zero, but. The Rams lose, and the Arizona Cardinals lost, and it really didn't look very good, right? And the Lions or whatever. So now the Niners, despite losing the Cardinals week one, despite getting decimated by injury, because Kyle Shanahan just goes out and coaches coaching wins above replacement uh, through the roof, um, they're still you know in it. They're not dead. So that's my takeaway. What's yours? My takeaway is that every single team in the NFC, even the really good ones, are extremely flawed. So so take Seattle. So we're watching Seattle Dallas, mm-hmm. and we that's a phenomenal yeah. football game and a, and a tremendous effort by both teams. Um, extremely fun to to watch, and you know if you bet on over, you got over, and all this. Yeah, kind of and stuff. I'm assuming you're bringing them up because you think they're the best team in the NFC. Well, no, I mean, so so you said San Francisco two and one right now. Seattle's three and zero. You know, I look at those two teams, and neither one has a defense. Dallas and 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 the Seattle, but I yeah. do think that they're in the mix. For the best team in the NFC. Green Bay. I think Green Bay and New Orleans are also in position there. I think <laughs> New Orleans New Orleans gets gets Michael Thomas back. Yeah. And things could possibly change. The New Orleans Alvin Kamaras. Yeah. And well but then Green Bay certainly is in that conversation. But it, it's not as though I mean, the Saints put up thirty points on them and while self destructing mm-hmm. a number of times, you know, in the red zone, fumbling with Taysom Hill. Um, you look at some other sort of sub-dominant teams. So Arizona, we've talked about sort of the flaws in Arizona basically all the time, and it came to fruition with with the Detroit Lions beating them outright, as we said earlier this morning. And then, you know, previously that was our lock of the week last week. Tampa Bay, similar things, right? Brady, mm-hmm. 
you know, there are tons of plays where I look in and I say, well, if Brady, if look, if they're they're winning these games with Brady not making these throws, imagine when he makes them. But there's no guarantee that that actually ever happens, right? So again, they're a very flawed team. The 49ers are just you know injury riddled, but that doesn't mean they're bad, right? right? And the and the sorry, I almost said St. Louis Rams. The Los Angeles Rams today showed that their defense isn't all that great. I mean, Josh Allen had his way again despite a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look at the NFC, I I just see I see a free for all, right? And whichever team, and right now the the front runners look like Green Bay and Seattle. Whichever one of those two teams ends up with the one seed um, is probably not going to be that much better than anybody else in the in the conference but they're going to get that huge super bowl probability as a result no it's a, it's a really good point and we kind of talked about this this last I didn't even week. say chicago is three and oh but fuck them they're, they're bad uh we didn't even talk about well you know nick Foles brings a whole new nick Foles was jim mcmahon like today Dude. honestly like he he had that visor and you know jim mcmahon was the old bear he's yeah. the only bears quarterback to start and win a super bowl he wore number nine he had a visor and was every bit like that throw he made to Anthony Miller was the gutsiest thing I've ever seen from a quarterback. I mean, he took it right. He has like chin. ten of those. Over yeah, the past and years. and look, like Foles is going to probably I don't even know how much he's made, but that I'll estimate he'll probably make over a hundred million dollars as a as an NFL quarterback based upon what we just saw today, which is coming off the bench for a guy who's dead in Trubisky and. You know, bless the Falcons. I we you know I I feel bad for them. Honestly, we we liked them early in the week, and then weirdly, terrible. Greenline liked Greenline liked Chicago at four, at three and a half, and then you know a little bit on the money line, and then a bunch of money came in on on the Bears right before kickoff today. Pushed that line to two and a half. Well, it's because people were watching the PFF live show. When, in they you, saw me yeah. switch my pick with the Julio right. news. Shrewdly. So, so this is the interesting thing because we always think about, okay, so our printed picks went one and two. But, like, how are we gauging? Because we, we printed Tennessee minus one and a half. Now they don't cover. They lose by They win by one. They close at two and a half. There's a, line, a, a point of line value. We printed Cincinnati plus six and a half. Now that got to the window. Closed at five and a half. Mm-hmm. Six. It was kind of bouncing back and forth. They all, it got to four by, you know, by Saturday. Again, that's like the value in doing this. If you bet this, uh, bet the Bengals at plus six and a half, and it gets to four, and you don't like the bet anymore, you can sort of go to the other side. The same thing's true about like so. We had the Atlanta minus three; it gets out to four. I placed a small bet on the on the Bears plus four when it got there because I didn't like Atlanta when I saw all these yeah. injuries. So like that's the that's the nice part about doing this now is a because bit of the flexibility. Line, the line movement gives you a chance to get off games what when information happens. What you're not mentioning is that uh, the lock of the week now three and zero. We're off to a really hot start, and that means that it's time. That uh, things are going to come tumbling well, this down was, very soon. This was the this was the first straight bet that we did. The first two were teasers. Um, oh, I thought, yeah, yeah. The only teasable the one actually ended up getting home, which was the Rams. You know, you could have teased them up to like seven and a half, eight and a half, depending upon where you got the number. They ended, they were down twenty eight three. You're like, oh, would you know? They ended up covering the teaser line, but not the the original line. That was a crazy game. There weren't a, there weren't a number of uh, of teaser opportunities this week, though. I'm excited to talk about um, both those teams when we get there. Let's spend a few minutes on the Monday night game. Kansas City now plus three and a half, minus one twenty, so basically plus three. We uh, talked about them at three last Sunday. Got out to three and a half. Is there anything that happened today 
you know, watching other teams that played that the because they both you know they both played the Texans. Um, that Kansas City kind of kept it close with uh, the Chargers, obviously, who just lost to Carolina, and then the Ravens, you know, dismantled the the Cleveland Browns, who beat a non-existent football team. <laughs> well, Washington played hard today. They they just suck. <laughs> yeah, just you know. They did though. I mean, like I agree with you. Dwayne Haskins gave them no shot to win. They had a lead in the third quarter. Like Dwayne Haskins gave them no shot to win the game. So I mean, do you has anything really changed there in terms of how you feel about this game? (sighs) I'm a Kansas City Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, like, does seeing the Chargers lose to Carolina no change the way you feel about the the Chiefs? No. See, here's my here's my thing. I, I think that this game has a huge chance to be like the game we just watched with, with either New Orleans, Green Bay, or Seattle, Dallas. And in both of those games, the team that won had the better offense. <laughs> you know, like the Saints. So, like, did the Saints play sh- crappy defense on Sunday Night Football? I don't think so. They got a fourth down stop. Mm-hmm. They got they they're. Um, they gave up a fumble, the Taysom Hill, dumbass Taysom Hill play, and then they, they held it to a field goal. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they did everything you could, uh, could possibly imagine a modern defense do against a good modern offense. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers just made... So, so when I look throws. at this game tonight, I look at Kansas City plus three and a half, and I'm thinking to myself, the, the same, it's, same, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the offense that performs better. And for my money, it's Mahomes. Yeah. You know, like, right? Because competition, like, you know, the, the transitivity of all this kind of stuff is a little bit silly to, to sort of work through because, you know, you know, like the, the Chargers actually legitimately played a good game against them, but you know that you get all this time off, you know, you get, uh, you know, you get to play a, like a, a drastically different type of defense, which is a you know man scheme without their best player in the middle of the field um, against a pass rush that's. That needs a lot of supplementary rushers to get pressure, and I think it's a totally different game for Mahomes. I mean, the the Los Angeles Chargers don't need more than four guys to get home, and you know Carolina matched up really well with them because their receivers are quick and they're sort of in that crossers thing. And and you know, frankly, Bridgewater, you know, did a great job of getting the ball out of his hands really quickly, and it really hurt them. And and then the Chargers did what the Chargers do, which is make mistakes. And they made mistakes early in the game in this game as opposed to at the end of the game against the Chiefs. I've thought about this game a million different ways. I do the speed that the Chiefs have is going to cause a few problems for the Ravens. But here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing. So right now the Kansas City Chiefs are 15th in the NFL, an EPA per pass play on first and second down. Okay, that that is the lowest they've been <laughs> since Mahomes has been there. Um, and but Baltimore, and this I think is interesting. Baltimore's tenth, but Baltimore has been trouncing teams. You know they're playing really well. And to me, this is indicative of how these two teams have played. The Ravens' results have been spectacular, and maybe the process isn't as great as we think it is. The Kansas City Chiefs, the results have been whatever. And everyone thinks, oh, man, they really aren't playing very well. And I I kind of agree with you. You know, they're not. There's a lot of room for them to get back to where they they should be. And that, to me, is the kind of the big thing here. We're buying Kansas City at sort of the bottom of the market, selling Baltimore at the top. And, man, I, I just think about Patrick Mahomes, how much 
So here, here's the last thing I'll say about it. Lamar Jackson has a ton of experience winning games <laughs> the whole way through. Yep. He doesn't have a lot of experience winning games after losing them yeah, the whole way through. Yep. Patrick Mahomes does. And in games that are closely contested, you should expect, as you like to say, a lot of sample paths where a team can be down. So to me, I, I just the Kansas City Chiefs have a little bit more bulletproofness to them, and they're getting. Let's talk about some. Half. Let's talk about some nitty gritty betting things here. Okay. So right now, so this thing opened. Oh yes, I'll bet it live. <laughs> one and a half. Right. The but Chiefs this, are down seventeen zero. But at this time last week, well, maybe not this time last week, but this time, like eight days ago, this number was shy of three. You know, one and a half, two, two mm -hmm. and a half. Got to three. Got out to three and a half. We've seen, and again, like we're not the ones betting tens of thousands, twenty thousands of dollars. No, these speak games. for yourself. Yeah, yeah. but but <laughs> when now that the limits are basically full right now, yeah. all we've seen is this price move towards the Chiefs. And do you think that that's real, or do you think it's like a set? Because I don't see it as a setup. Because if this number got to to Baltimore minus three, minus one fifteen, minus one ten, whatever. There, there's not like that middle there, right? There's mm -hmm. not like there's a. Not. So, do you think it could cross three? No, I, I, I would imagine like because the issue is, is you as a book you don't want to cross three because I mean I would you know look I I'm a Chiefs fan but I'd take the Ravens minus two and a half mm -hmm. after I've got a ton on yep. Chiefs plus three. Oh, and so half. would I. So like they're just raising the price, but what this seems to be indicating to me, again I'm not the one moving this number, but like. What, what it indicates to me that, that the Kansas City Chiefs are the right side. And I don't know necessarily. I mean, we show like a 1% edge on plus three and a half if, if you're getting minus 110. At minus 120, there's no value there, right? Because mm. every time you go up 10 cents, it's another you know, percent or so that you need. And like for me, I just think, okay, now that, now that there's sort of like haze in the barn here, it's clear to me that Kansas City is the right side. Um, do, you, do you see that changing at all before kickoff? Like, what could change? Could it be Charvarius Ward playing? Could it be... I have a feeling that there will be some threes out there tomorrow. Uh, maybe when you're listening to I think to you podcast. can buy it, too. I mean, but well, yeah. Well, sure. But I'm saying just, uh, I think there will be some threes. Um, Which but, would represent the fact that the Chiefs are the side, at, you know, once you get... A lot of people having sort of the same view that we have, which is Mahomes getting catching more than a field goal is an atrocity. Mm -hmm. I, I'm with you. So... Um, Will you will you save? Are you going to bet all the money that you plan to bet on this game before the game? Well, no. I mean, like, here's the thing: we have a player props tool at PFF, and like, just you know, let me let me tell you, like, let me tell you about like sort of like the orders of magnitude here. For somebody like us who bet about the same amount on a, on a prop that we would on a side, maybe twice as much on a side, there were 16 playable props on just the Sunday night football game mm -hmm. and that went 11 and 5 up 6 units. Like there aren't 16 playable bets right. on sides and totals on green line. So like when the sides and totals come out and and you can look at the the props uh you know that are up currently and there's a decent amount of them for tomorrow night for tomorrow night's game like you know there there's some stuff with some value here. I mean I am I am feeding whole families of 7 with my props. Yeah. Just I mean, feeding. Well, tonight we liked Breeze over two and a half touchdowns at plus 150. We liked the same for, for uh, Wilson and, and the Rodgers rushing prop was. Yeah, that was nice. The Latavius Murray uh, receiving prop could have got there, but he was about four <laughs> yeah, yards well. short. But Mahomes' passing touchdown prop is two and a half over his plus 150. I would take that yep. currently.
So go to pff.com, check out the props tool, and we'll do we'll do a little um, pre Monday night as we always do yep. teaser. So let's move on to um, to week four, which whew, man, there's a reason we spend a ton of time on tonight's game. Whew, these are brutal, absolutely brutal. So um, we're gonna start off with the uh, there really is no like. There, there's one very good game, and uh, we just talked about one of those teams. So this is the Wagyu section of week four. It is New England at Kansas City. Cam versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm very excited for this game. Um, just because Belichick is so brilliant you know, defensively. Um, and we still haven't seen you know, Kansas City this week. They'll be on a short week. It'll be in Kansas City. I... I don't know if there's a lineup for this, but I have Kansas City as a five and a half point favorite. Yeah, I I sent so so just truth be told, I, I sent you the look aheads last week. So I kind of knew this one ahead of time. I said it would be seven. Okay. And, and that seems to be what it is. So I, you're a cheater. I, well, no. It's fine. I wanted to produce some content for the for la, you know the last show. Right, right. Yeah. But that, that's what I knew ahead of time. It's seven, right? It's still seven? That's what I guessed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what are your thoughts on seven? Uh, I think I think the Chiefs are going to win tonight, and they're going to play down to their opponent. And I would take the seven with New England any day of the week. Yeah, so would I. I don't see it on, on bet, Chris. Yeah, it's not there currently. But... Yeah, I've seen it at seven some places. Right. I, w- I mean, I'm there with you. I would take seven, obviously. I-, I have it at five and a half. So, to me, Cam Newton is one of those guys where he played meh today. Like, really meh. Wasn't great. He went under his rushing prop, which yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they trounced the, the hapless Raiders. So, you know, the- Cam Newton gives you such a high floor when he's healthy. Um so I really like Patriots. But I also think that they do something also. that the Chiefs struggle with, which is like a power running game, like mm-hmm. on defense. Like I think they can slow the game down. And the only thing that I, I feel like would be to their detriment would be that they don't rush the passer well. So Mahomes is going to have all day. Those receivers are going to have a ton of time. But if you look at some of like the fundamentals here, you have Belichick, you have one more day of rest. Um, you have the Chiefs kind of in a letdown situation, although they'll never be let down by playing, you know, in New England. But it's the New England's no longer what it represented, and the Chiefs beat them last year, so it's sort of not the biggest game it's in the world. It's not the Ravens, yeah. And so all of that, I, I would say, grab the seven if you can now, and then maybe you know once you know once it gets down maybe to six and a half or something, reevaluate. Yeah, I love seven. I'm I'm happy that's what it is. Uh, if I can find it tonight, I'll bet it. Um, all right, that, that's the only really good game that we have. Next, uh, next duo. You and I, you and I disagree here. You, there is no chance in hell that there is a great game left on this slate. Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Stop. It's Stop a good it. game. Stop. Pittsburgh. It's a good game, and that's why it's in the next section, which are good games. But great games, Eric, make it into the first section. But but, but hold on. Pittsburgh is three and zero. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh huh. And a great defense. Okay. Even though they gave up 21 to Deshaun. But, and Tennessee is 3-0. And 0-3 against the spread, by the way. Right. 
and <laughs> and have some legitimately great talent on their team. If AJ Brown plays in this game, he's the best wide receiver on the field. Jonu Smith is an ama- has turned himself into a pretty damn good tight end. That's <laughs> amazing. Okay, we're and, done. And Derrick Henry is is we're a load. We're not putting <laughs> we're not putting Pittsburgh, Tennessee in the same group as New England. Kansas okay, well let's happening. talk about it then. But we can put it in the next. What time. did you think the number would be? I have Tennessee at home favored by three and a half. I said two and a half. Ooh, and it is one. Wow. Wow. And, really. And. Interesting. But after watching these games today, I took Pittsburgh. Small. Early. Hmm. I got it at one and a half, actually. But Man. My thing about Tennessee is they can't play defense. They, the Minnesota Vikings really, really had their way with them. Okay. And and I feel like now, this is how bad the Vikings are. Hey, by the way, if you're listening today and you want another Vikings ranch, you're not going to get one. They played a representative game today. They still melted down at the end, and they're horrible. This is kind but, of a mini rant. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're, I'm not. You know, they might they might reach 28 on my list, but Tennessee beat them by kicking a bunch of field goals. Yeah. Get running a, a a really terrible Kirk Cousins interception back and getting a call back, and then having to punt. Mm-hmm. It was Tennessee. I don't know if I can back them against the number right now because they're they continue they have a their their point differential is plus six and they've won three games. Okay, so I'm going to get to why I am I understand where you're coming from, but this was going to be my reasoning for Tennessee and why I think I will take them as short favorites. First and second down passing, they are the most efficient. They're great team. Now, number two, I will mention my Niners, Kyle Shanahan. Even though they were butt cheeks in week one, too. Wizard. Yeah. Um, And the Pittsburgh Steelers are 21st. Yeah, I don't know if the Steelers are good offensively. So here's here's my thing with Tennessee. Now, I know Deontay Johnson went out with a concussion. Tennessee goes into Minnesota. Minnesota has been bad. Yeah. Really bad, right? So they go into that game and they go, okay, we're going to beat this team and then we're going to go play Pittsburgh and that's going to be a big game. And, you know, there's a certain bit of that letdown. The Vikings are playing for their lives in this game. I mean, for their lives. They're the first team in league history to have a 175-yard rusher and a 175-yard receiver and still lose. They're finding ways. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, Kirk Like Kirk didn't play awful. To, I mean, he was – I mean, we're, his, not, we're not doing the yeah. Minnesota thing. Uh, but I think this game is fascinating. Um, because Tennessee, you're right, so they don't get a ton of pressure – Right, that's that's an area where they struggle. Obviously, Big Ben not as mobile as he used to be. If Deontay Johnson comes back, they do have three-ish receivers. Right, um, man. Here's what worries me. Tell, uh, what worries me is that Pittsburgh's defense does have a great pass rush, and what we saw last year from Ryan Tannehill is that he took sacks on a higher percentage of dropbacks where he was pressured than any other quarterback. Yeah. And I could see that happening here. Yep, I could. So yeah, that's why. I well, and that's the thing is like, on this is, and the hard part is, the hard part is, is that you can't run some of the things that the Tennessee wants to run. Right. If you have you, T.J. Watt continuously, because the, the, the you can't slow that. You, you got you have to basically get them to slow down a little bit, which you can't. I mean, 
the the Vikings defense was rushing upfield today, and they got that slowed down by running play action and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Tannehill's got to hit the guys too. I mean, his interception he threw to Harrison Smith was an absolute train wreck. So, I, <laughs> so bad. And, oh. and and they like and again, Cleef Raymond played good. He had a hundred yards on three targets. I mean, he was fine. But you, when I look at this, I, I think to myself, okay, Tennessee at some point has to be found out, or they have to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think AJ Brown helps them get it better. I think um, now I think he could getting, be out getting a Dory Jackson back helps them get better. You know, but aside from that, like they don't produce pressure that much. They don't tackle the best in the world. Um, you know, I I was pretty heavy on first quarter over, first half over, over in that game. I think, you know, Pittsburgh's defense being up what it is, you know, it might be a place to look for a total. Um, 47 and a half is, I think, pretty short here. So, yeah. It's interesting. Um, which one of these quarterbacks do you have more faith in? Uh... I, I think I know what I'm getting with Big Ben more, but I don't think that the ceiling is higher, if that makes sense. Yeah. Neither of them are Nick Mullins, though. So. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Not on early downs. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I am curious about, I think A.J. Brown, you know, this game is really close, and whether A.J. Brown is playing, to me, matters, and here's why. A.J. Brown is a yards-after-the-catch monster. We saw Corey Davis running in quicksand today. Yeah. And... If AJ Brown, if you're going to have success against that pass rush, you're going to need to get some quick throws out to AJ Brown. Okay, and now if he tries to play and he's not 100, that's another you know worry. And then you have them leaning on um, you know Derrick Henry the whole game and, yeah. and catastrophe. The Pittsburgh defense allowed zero second half points today to the Houston Texans, but a lot of that was that they just c- controlled the ball the whole time. They did only score 28 points on a really bad Houston defense, but I, I would say. I don't know. Last, you know, we talked about this on Wednesday. If you got in on Tennessee, Minnesota over 45 and a half, the thing closed at 49 and a half, 50. Um, you might, although it looks like this is shaded to under, wait on this maybe a little bit till it gets to 47 and then maybe go over. I don't know. I There's yeah, not a lot stopping overs in the NFL right now. There's there's actually nothing. There's literally nothing. Yeah. And now the, the refs are in on it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that was going to be the only game in the second uh, rung, um, but I've included a th- uh, another one. Okay, let me guess which one it is. Go ahead. I want to tell you about the newest PFF podcast. That's the Daily Betting Podcast, which occasionally Eric and I actually do the Sunday morning edition. It's probably the best one. It's a heater on a Saturday night that we record. A fl- flaming heater. Yes, but uh, it's every single day, and it's short. It's like fifteen to seventeen minutes. It's a rotating set of guests, so you hear different um, kind of areas of expertise and nuance. Kev Cole's on there talking showdown. Lee Sharp is on there. Uh, Austin even makes an appearance. And then Ben Brown is on there uh, a good amount. He's awesome. He's writing a ton of good content. Is always bringing up new and interesting things to, uh, to talk about through his research. So you should go check it out. Um, it's an easy listen and uh, provides some daily value for you. So check out the PFF betting podcast and of course you know i mean go to pff.com get yourself a subscription you'll love it indy chicago no absolutely not okay uh let's just say i let my bias oh san francisco philly yes because it's on sunday night night. but i think this is an interesting one 
The reason I put it in here is because I think guessing the number is really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I believe that Jimmy G will be back for this game. Okay. Uh, and and I have San Francisco as a now this was before the Philly special Philly special, which was horrendous. You are zero and two. What are you playing? For I don't a know. Tie for Doug is Doug. Is, has there the? has there been a coach that's lost more? Just tail between the legs. Respect man. from like if I owned a football team and I I don't right now, but you know if I did, I would be on the field. I would have taken over. At that point, mm-hmm. they also sacked Joe Burrow eight times in that game, and were like still so worried about him missing a kick. You know, like uh, unbelievable. I have San Francisco before the, these games. I thought it might have been closer between them and the Giants. Um, seven and a half point favorites. Yeah, I said seven. What is it? It's five and a half. Oh, <laughs> like to me. Here's the thing I don't get. Here's the thing I don't get. <laughs> what? What is the worst? Where? Where? God, I can't wait. Where is the line? So you know, you know where the line is, way to the right of wherever the Carson Wentz is right now. Because I, I want to know the defense that would struggle against Carson Wentz. Would the Vikings defense struggle against Carson Wentz? If the defense was made up of his own offensive players trying to play offense, it would still Because I'm trying to look at this because we had Cincinnati last week. We faded the hell out of the Eagles, and then that number got to a point. Carson Wentz. Because they still... Wentz at 65 yards on the ground. He went over his prop, by the way. Miles Sanders had 18 carries for 95 yards. That's a f- more than f- five yards per carry clip. Let, let, me, t- let me give you a stat that sums but up Wentz Carson Wentz. Shit. Let me Let me sum it up for you. Pre-grading review. So this is subject to change, but I don't think it will. Carson Wentz has 11 turnover-worthy plays. Okay. Now, that sounds pretty bad, but... It's worse. Dwayne Haskins, also known as Dwayne Askins from his Bye. play today, has six. <laughs> Carson Wentz is playing very poorly the game of football. And um, it, it, Doug Peterson, as you said, it seems like they're just they're just not on the same page very, very clearly. I do I don't really think that they've got the horses to take advantage of this depleted, you know, even if they were on the same page, this depleted San Francisco 49ers uh, defense. And this is going to be another, this is going to be another Kyle Shanahan special. Yeah. My goodness, I'm excited. So, so you're going to lay, how, how much did you lay here? Anything under seven. Okay. That seems to make sense to me. Wow. Gloria. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's bad. It looks really bad. Yeah. It's, it's like, brutal. is there any reason to think they're they're better than the Giants? No, I, my <laughs> question is, is like, because the Niners are simply, you know, pretty like fragile, right? Mm-hmm. What's the worst defense? Because the Bengals are legitimately one of the worst defenses of the NFL. And they surrendered, what, the 23 points? And... You know, some of that was turnover. Some of that was like, like the the touchdown to Greg Ward at the end of the first half was the coverage was, was illegal in like seven states. I am of the belief that the Eagles are going to miss a lot of tackles in this game. So, <laughs> and and do the do the Niners get more healthy in this game? Well, they can't get less healthy. Well, they can, but yeah, I mean, well, they, but they didn't. Do get, they get McKinnon injured today? 
Okay, so then do they get um, Raheem the Dream? Do they get Debo? Uh, Debo's eligible to come back. I mean, because Kittle? Kittle, Jimmy, Rob, Jimmy. Okay, all right. I think we 80. found. I think we found something we like here. Man, I'm. I hate laying this big of a number, but at the same time, like I was tired last week. I am. You're you're, you're juiced up today. I'm juiced. Probably. I, I see six at my book, and I'm still gonna take probably it. because I'm putting kids through college with my prop bets today. You're welcome. All right. Uh, now we're into the section of um, almost spam. Buffalo in. Las Vegas. This is where Josh Allen thrives. I have the Las Vegas Raiders as uh, three and a half point underdogs at home. What did you think? Yeah, I said four. Ooh, and it is two and a half. Explain this to me. I think people like the Raiders. Even after seeing the performance today. But, but, but people... Okay, people weigh defense too much. Defense matters. Doesn't matter as much as people think. And the Bills were hot garbage today. Yeah, because Sean McVay was just in his yeah, but bag. People don't people don't think that way. That's right? true. Like and, and the Raiders have had their days, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're just like what, seven days removed from yeah. having beaten the Saints on Monday Night Football in their own. Jared building. Goff number three graded passer so far. Yeah. That's impressive. that's what I think people think. They're like, Okay, well, the Raiders will put up a fight here. Yeah, because they have a good offense, and you know Josh Allen's liable to to make some poor decisions. This was, I like Buffalo minus two and a half. If you're, I yes. mean, this was a situation last year where I would have said the better quarterback is at home getting points for Derek Carr. That is not even close to the case. Josh Allen, as a passer, this is getting rid of the runs, the design runs, is the sixth highest graded quarterback. Six. That's incredible. Um, I know that he's got you know a, a few dropped interceptions. I understand that um, he has. He still has those bouts of inaccuracy. But like, if we're going to trust our grading, like he is by far the better quarterback in this game. Stephon Diggs is by far the best. Who's going to cover Stephon Diggs for the Raiders? No one. They could put the entire team on Stephon Who's Diggs and tackle? still be wide open, dude. Here's a hot take. Devin Singletary is <laughs> well. How many percentage points le- worse than Josh Jacobs? I, what's the difference? There's there's not that much of a difference. He's great. Yeah. Good tackle breaker. Yeah. So less than three. I I love the Bills here. Yeah, I'm with you. Man, this is beautiful. Okay, Minnesota. Wow, I said that really weird. I'm gonna try it again. Minnesota is in Houston. You gotta extend that O a little bit, dude. So. Yeah, it's like that. Okay, it's like it's kind of nealish, but this not is neal. bad. I, I'm I'm sorry. I apologize for my behavior. Minnesota visits Houston, and uh, this is this is really do or die time for, for both these, teams. Houston Texans here. Who has a better Who has a better chance of making it out of the as the Bible would call it the miry clay? Here, I, well, I think it's the Houston Texans. I think the Texans are going to be favored by five and a half in this game. Um, it's definitely lower now. I bet this a week ago at three and a half, and it's four now. Okay. So, um, I probably, man, this is a get right game for Deshaun Watson. That's what this is. This is, uh, let me tell you how this game goes Deshaun Watson 
375 through the air. Will Fuller, 230, three touchdowns. They played such a good first half today. I know. And they, the, if they would have scored a, a mere field goal in the second half, they would have covered. Or like pushed, I guess. Brutal. Brutal. Um, and, uh, and Will Fuller's going to go off. I think Minnesota gave it everything they had mm-hmm. today and lost. And They're also not, they're not, not a good road team. They, the Vikings have always been. They're not a good team. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> historically, even Dennis Green's Vikings were horseshit on the road. So, like, they're, they're I, I say it's Houston or nothing here. I'm with you. While we're in a lot of agreement, that can only mean bad things. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, as the poor guy has had to face the Kansas City Chiefs opening night, the Baltimore Ravens, and then this ridiculous Pittsburgh defense, which is blitzing like 53% of the time, getting pressure like 50% of the time. Their average opponent's like five points better than the average against the point spread. By far the hardest schedule. Um, Okay. Uh, Next game, New Orleans at Detroit. Detroit, our lock of the week this week. Not only did they cover, they won outright. And you called it on the show today, which was a bold move. It's bold. I have Detroit at home is a four and a half point underdog to the Alvin Kamara led Saints. Yeah, I said it would be six, but that was before I saw the Alvin tra- Kamara the travesty of today. <laughs> um, what is it? I believe we're at. I think it's what five and a half. I don't see it anywhere. Ah. Okay, let me look somewhere else. Let me look in the dark webs here. Okay. While, while I think it's five and a half. You, while you look, I will say that Alvin Kamara is That's the... three and a half now. Oh, really? Whoa. Interesting. You cut me off. I was saying that Alvin Kamara is not only the coolest player in the NFL, yeah, he's, he's also by... He is the best running back in the NFL. So you're willing to, you're willing to plant the flag... I am planting on, the on flag. The, on the side of Kamara being special. Oh, my God. Dude, he's insane. He was that entire offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was. He's ridiculous. He's so shifty, super smart. Man, I love that guy. He yeah. has he has um he has more yards after the catch than any other running back has yards, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, that uh, well, so what do you think of this game? Because I, I don't like I mean, I think at six, I would have been fine to take Detroit, but mm-hmm. but now it's like... Is Drew Brees done? Because uh, for four or five drives, it really looked bad, and then he kind of got things together. Mm-hmm. You know, he pushed it downfield a few times. I think the gig is up. You know what I mean? Yeah, because here's the thing. It, to me, it boils down to this. And I'm going to get a little football here, so if I fuck something up, I'm sorry. But he's... You know, to make up for his arm strength, he's got to be so confident in what each player is doing. And without Michael Thomas, that takes away a ton of certainty, right? Because that option route from the slot is just money. Money. And it's one of those things where when you have that, he can he's so smart and so well prepared that he can make up for all the deficiencies where you go like it's not there. But when it's not, you know, when he doesn't have that, all of a sudden you go, Oh man, I can't believe I didn't see this. His arm is broken. You know, and it's like one or the other. There's no, you know, so if he gets that back, you know, maybe Michael Thomas plays, maybe he and Emmanuel Sanders just get on the same page. Maybe Alvin Kamara just puts the team on his back, straps him on, puts him in his backpack and carries him all the way there. Um, but the Detroit Lions don't, 
their defense doesn't really pose much of a threat here. Yeah, but, but, but at the same time, like, at some point, like, if you know that Breeze can't throw the ball past 10 yards downfield, it really limits what the other opponent offense can do against you. Like, I don't know. That's That's the tricky Very fair point. I think I want to lay off this game. Yeah, I don't like it either. Detroit, I'm off Detroit this week. Good. Cleveland goes to Dallas. Dallas, uh, man. They've had an interesting few weeks, huh? <laughs> but very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Dallas favored by five and a half at home, and I think this is going to be short. I thought it was going to be six. It's actually five. Oh, interesting. So I will take Dallas. Uh, yeah, the total here is 56. is humongous, I think, for a game like this because Cleveland – I could see both teams. So, big fan of McCarthy, but I could see a little bit of pushback from the whole idea of if you're pedal to the metal all the time, you're playing 38, 31 games, you you make it a coin flip. I don't want to make it a coin flip. I want to bloody these people's nose, right? Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland wants to play that way, 100%. Dallas probably does too. Does 56 seem too high? It does. Yeah. But I'm not betting an under in this, yeah, not in this, in not this, in this year of our Lord 2020. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's all. I, that, that was basically my my only my only issue was Trayvon Diggs looked terrible today. Yeah. Yeah, that was my only issue. Dak Prescott playing really well. I, yeah. I think Dak Prescott's really well. I, good. I I think they I think they run away with the division still. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I don't, it's tough to say, but like I think they run away with the division. That division is atrocious. It's it's not good. Oh my god! It's Relegate not, them all. Yeah, it's not good with the Jets. Actually, no. Keep Dallas. Dallas you should just won. like put them in a division with the Jets. Ooh. Yeah, take the Cowboys out. Move the Jets in. Mm-hmm. And then the loser of that is relegated. Yep. Man, those games. Emphasis are... on loser. Jacksonville goes to Cincinnati. Come here. Gardner Minshew is going to be in town. Maybe we'll get him to show up and hang out. Probably not. Um, Joe Burrow just continues. Continues to cover. Like the stud that he is. Undefeated against the spread as an NFL quarterback. Yep. Two, I, two what? 2-0-1? Two, 2-0-1. Two, oh, they pushed it against the Chargers. It's plus three. Undefeated. Undefeated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you said so, it right. I was right. just. Um, it's late, early, it's late. whatever. Uh, I have them as two and a half point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are th- three, oh. and the only reason I know that is because I, I I saw it earlier. So what, I, what do you I, think? I, cheated. About that? I would take Jacksonville plus three, plus one hundred five is where I'm seeing it. I I think Jacksonville. Here's the thing. Jacksonville, when things are clicking, can actually move the football well enough to give the Bengals some fits. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I think the Bengals show a lot of promise, but I don't know if they're consistent enough to be like, I'm gonna lay points with this team. Yeah. I've sworn an oath to not bet against Joe Burrow. But um, what about Gardner Minshew? Isn't that like a similar No. Do you see him on Thursday? Yeah, but did you see Burrow like half for you know half of Joe Burrow's quarters have been awful, and but half have been great. Yeah, so but he has Gardner an offensive Minshew. line that's playing three people, yeah, and they'll <laughs> take those three people over to you know yeah, the yeah. stadium yeah next week. 
Um, Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, I just have a, a loyalty to Joe. So, I, I respect that. I, but I do think this is a good bounce-back spot for the Jaguars because Minshew's not that bad. They are missing DJ Chark very clearly. Um, they have C.J. Henderson played by far his worst game. He's played really well. And um, and that little running back is a huge upgrade over Fournette. <laughs> He's great. All right. Indy goes to Chicago. Now, this was the best quote of the day. Matt Nagy... Heroic win. He's on his way to the press conference. He gets a tap on the shoulder. It's Ryan Pace. <laughs> Nagy's heart just sinks, and you know, Pace goes. But then he, but Pace goes. Matt, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> and and the sure. collective and the collective <laughs> angst of an entire fan base. Is... I'm not sure I'm ready to let go of Mitch Trubisky yet. Okay. Uh, so we, theori- I, I, it's got to be Foles. There's no way they can put Trubisky back in there. Um, although, which you, I think makes this a good game, by the way. Although, if you sit Trubisky now, can you ever put him back in, or is this it? Is this the last we've seen? Yes, dude. I mean, <laughs> Trubisky owes the Bears way more than the Bears owe Trubisky anything. But what about his his psyche? I mean, this dude was like a wounded duckling. They had to turn off the television. As somebody who watched the 2013 Minnesota Vikings start Christian Ponder for three games, fake an injury, call it a, a rib injury, mm-hmm. to start Matt Castle, that Matt Castle. And then when Matt Castle struggled, sign Josh Freeman off the street, put him in, watch him go 20 for 65 in a Monday night game, then put Ponder back in, and then take Ponder out, and then put Ponder. When, when you're a bust of a first-round quarterback, the team owes you nothing. Yeah, the, sure. When they give you starts, you, you say, yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full. That's what Trubisky needs to be saying to the Bears here. Yeah. You go with Foles. Foles is better. You know, he's still not very good. This team's not going to be much more than, what, an eight- or nine-win team. Yeah. But, but at least you're, you're sitting on a wave of good variance right now. You know, Hammer it. Yeah, exactly. All Double right. on the 11. I, I guess before Foles came in, so that with Trubisky, they would be two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to the Colts. Yeah, I said four, and it's three. Okay. And, and juiced three, so so they're they're begging you to bet Indy at minus three. I don't think I want to. <laughs> I don't know what to make of Indianapolis because they haven't played a good they haven't played a good team yet. I mean, your your schedule so far has been the Jags, who you lost to, mm-hmm. despite outgaining them by like two hundred yards. The Vikings, who stink, and the Jets, who are not an NFL football team. The, w- would the Jets beat Mississippi State? Could the, Jet, could the Jets cover Kylan Hill out of the backfield? I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, uh, Costello would set the record yeah, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> They're an they might be able to beat Oklahoma, but then transitive property, they, yeah. they, you know, they struggle against Kansas State. All right, we're on. we're on to Arizona. Carolina. In Carolina, Kyler Murray throwing the football was not pretty today, but he continues to be impossible to tackle <laughs> when he runs the ball, which is great to see. They are um, – uh, what was I going to say? Oh, he still I, went I, under his rushing prop, by the way, which we talked about on the show mm-hmm. because Detroit does that thing where they like don't pressure the yeah, quarterback. Yeah. And actually, they got some pressure today. It was crazy. The, um, 
it, the the public like loving Kyler Murray as a fantasy quarterback, juicing up his props were awesome. All right, I have Carolina getting three and a half at home. I'm probably short here. Uh, nope. No. Carolina is getting three and a half at home. Look at that. Every once in a while, you get something right. I don't. Okay. So. Oh, you're going to. This is the part of the podcast where you convince me to take Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of these every single Sunday night. But is Arizona that much better than Carolina? Oh, my God. Carolina Assume home field advantage like two points this year. Carolina's is, is Arizona five and a half points better than Carolina? No. No. It's the same reason they weren't six points better than Detroit. Well, you know, the three points better than Detroit plus home field advantage. I think Carolina's They're, really bad. They can't. They don't even play Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, he's struggling. They play Devondre Campbell, who wasn't even good enough to stick on the Falcons defense, George. Well, <laughs> like... Buda Baker's getting thumb surgery tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Their corners are bad. Yeah. It's not, uh, look, Bridgewater does a really good job of just, just getting the ball okay. out of his hands. He's like but, a John Stockton out there. Just sure, but counterpoint, like Kyler Murray could run for like 200 yards in this game. Maybe. So Carolina has no defense. They only no surrendered, eight, what was it, 18 points yeah, today? Yeah, Herbert. 16 points, actually. Yeah. But Herbert's, I mean. Hopkins can have like. 150 yards in this game. Okay. Well, you can lay off it. I don't care. You, yeah, what? No, I think, look, if this thing gets to four and a half, I'll take it. I don't know if three and a half is my buy number right now. Yeah, I could I could be convinced. Um, Robbie Anderson, by the way, is a good receiver, and it's hilarious that the Jets are just like, yeah, whatever. Look, we don't need them. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, poor Trevor Lawrence. All right, Atlanta, Green Bay. Green Bay uh, dominant uh, with the quarterback play of Aaron Rodgers, highest graded quarterback in the NFL. Not surprising. He was good. He was good. I I don't know who will be coaching Atlanta. Who's who's taking over for Dan Quinn? Yeah, this is not fun to talk about. We like them. I like the Falcons. I've always liked the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, look, what are the chances that Dan Quinn is the coach for this game? For this game? Yeah. Because I don't. It's non-zero, and I'll tell you why. Well, Julio Jones didn't play in this game. Arthur Blank wants to give. Dan it's Quinn Arthur Blank's game. birthday today, by the way. Or they oh lost. Last yesterday was his birthday. Dear Lord, my okay. Here's my thing. I think it's a coin flip. Wow, you think it's a coin flip? And the only reason I don't think it's higher on the fired Dan Quinn thing is that he's not already fired. Like, yeah, dude, true. this is this he's is like, survive hey, this long. This is a you walk in and say again, and you're like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have Green Bay favored by six and a half at home. I know this. Is I be. I was gonna say seven. It's and it's lower than that actually. What? You mean I haven't screwed myself into betting Atlanta? This is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I already I already a, laid a pretty decent. Moment. Yeah, it's Green Bay minus six. What a great day at Lambeau. Yeah, I'll bet. The, I mean, I'm not betting the Falcons. I'll tell you that. I mean, Green Bay. Might, this might be a chalky uh, square week for us. But right now, I, f- I find myself liking San Francisco minus five and a half, Green Bay minus six, and the Jags plus three. Okay. Were there any others that you liked? Um, I like New England a lot. New England plus seven. Yeah, I'm not, you know, my Chiefs, though. Um, next up, the Los Angeles Clippers of Anaheim are in Tampa Bay facing Tom Brady and a rejuvenated Gronkowski. 
Godwin may be out. Hammy. Uh, Tampa Bay I have is an eight and a half point favorite. Yes, it's six and a half. It's seven. I like your six and a half, and here's why. The the Chargers have like playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, and I just the the Bucks like don't they don't they don't appear to be a cohesive unit yet. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but but it's Herbert, or maybe Tyrod makes a recovery. Tyrod's probably not going to play, from what I read. Um, the hard part with the Chargers is that the Tampa Bay defense is actually pretty good, mm-hmm. and so unfortunately, if you go Chargers, you're hoping that Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, who's banged up again today, can overcome that. And I just – so I would lay off this game. I think seven's too many for a Tampa Bay team that hasn't proved a whole lot yet. Um, but Maybe ja- Jeff Driscoll. Jack Driscoll is what I call him. Incredible. <laughs> what a disaster. Jack me, jack me quick. Um, yeah, so, so that's – yeah. I don't know. I was pretty impressed with Mike Evans' line today. Yeah, two two catches, two touchdowns. Come on. Um, so what do we got? Uh, Tom Seattle. Brady, by the way, is playing really well. So that's that's one of the. Re- I, at some point, I do believe it clicks for the Bucks. Yeah, and it kind of did today. I mean, they knocked the quarterback out of the game. They 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 well, covered first half over, which our colleague Ben Brown wrote and. They also, um, you know, they put the clamps on at the end. Now, again, I I don't think that. Look, I don't think much of Herbert. So, the I don't think that there's that much of a difference between Driscoll, Rippin, and Herbert against a really good defense. Dude, if it's Rippin, my God. Yeah. Good, if it's Rippin, I and it stays. Oh, this number. This yeah. Um, all right. Next up, Seattle in Miami to face Fitzpatrick. I believe that uh, the Miami Dolphins will be getting seven and a half at home. Oh, you were pretty good. I said ten, and it is seven. So you like Seattle here? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of with you. There. They're asking you to bet Seattle though. Minus seven, about even money here. Um, who wins the MVP this year? It's really hard. So it's really hard to come off of. It's really hard to come off of priors. But here's what I'll say: Lamar wasn't the MVP at this time last year. Mahomes wasn't the MVP at this time. 2018 was Breeze. So if I look at you know what's going on here with Seattle, three and zero, it really does help. And, but I, it gets a lot harder for them. I mean, so Dolphins is an easy game. Home to the Vikings. Vikings haven't won in Seattle since 06. At Cardinals is tricky. Home to, C- home to Niners is tricky. At Bills, at Rams, and then Cardinals again before they start to get some easy teams. They finish here with Eagles, Giants, Jets, football team. And then, and then Rams, Niners at the end. I'm going to say I'm gonna say he has to be the favorite. But oh, the next, yeah. but the next six weeks are really important. If they come out of the next six weeks in second place in the NFC West, it, and let's say Kansas City's undefeated by then, mm-hmm. I think I think then there's or or Baltimore tonight's a big night, or you know for that for that race. Um, I think I think it's far more tied to team success than people believe. I agree. 
So I would say he's the favorite, but I, I don't think it's overwhelmingly so. I agree with you. I, I think Aaron Rodgers has. And Aaron Rodgers, too. I mean, that, he's that's, played tr- phenomenally. Honestly, surpassed all expectations we had of him. I Right now, Russell Wilson's the favorite. I think at the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers will be the MVP. Here's, here's the reason I think it will be the case. The narrative is so important. And Aaron Rodgers is out there today. With Alan freaking Lazard, the Lazard King is out there. He had no Devontae Adams. Russell Wilson is great. He's phenomenal. He's dropping dimes left and right. But he has DK Metcalf, who's a superhuman freak. Tyler Lockett, another great receiver. Those two guys are awesome, you know? And and I think ultimately Aaron Rodgers is doing – more with less so i'm going with aaron Rodgers, highest graded quarterback in the nfl currently all right let's uh let's run through what i have as three of the worst games in the history of the nfl baltimore goes to washington um i don't know if you could put a high enough number here i I have washington at home getting 14 and a half yeah what did i have it i had it at I had it at 13 and a half. I figured Washington would fucking come to play for once. Yeah, no. What, what is it at? I saw it at 14. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's no way I'm betting Washington. And, and shaded towards Ravens. One, minus 115 towards Ravens. D- I, Dwayne Haskins is going to have a rough game here. There's no way he's ready for this defense. Is this just something you, you lay right now because it's it's at the key number and it's like there's, there's not going to be any wa- Washington football team money unless, like, Lamar gets hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, RG3 could beat this team by 14. I mean, he has before. <laughs> like a number of times. <laughs> um, the next game I have is the New York football Giants oh, in Los Angeles playing the Rams. I thought the Giants would at least pretend to play football today. They did not. So I had the Rams as an eight and a half point favorite. I said it was 10. And what is it? 12? 11 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants are the, bad. The Rams have a really uh, so we talked about this early on the show today. The Rams kind of came out flat today, and a lot of it was because you look at the early the you know the two and zero mm-hmm. unexpected underdogs in both. You, they got this, West Coast, uh, some easy ass scheduling right now, right? Yeah. And th- they're starting to come on their easy part of the schedule. This is again part of that lo- the Russell Wilson deal is that there's a bunch of easy games for LA coming up, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think you, I could lay the points here with just with golf, yeah. but um, and their I, defense their defense showed some warts today. I mean, Buffalo is a good offense, but that doesn't mean this could be the Aaron Donald lights the world on fire game. Right, just throwing that out there because um, Daniel Jones likes to fumble the football, and uh, Aaron Donald likes to destroy quarterbacks. An interesting combination. Um, yeah. This is one of those situations, too, where the fact that the Rams are a star-studded defense I don't think hurts them as much, you know, because there's, like, who's taking advantage of that. Who's going to actually do Okay. I saved the worst game truly in the history of the NFL for last. The Denver Broncos are playing the New York Jets on Thursday Night Football. I – it's a bummer that game one of the NBA Finals on Wednesday because I would love to have something to do – other than be focused solely on this game. But uh, 
Let me let me what a travesty this game is. Well, so you're in luck. Well, I am. No, actually, Why, no, they no, the, game? no the, the the storm actually swept the links. So the that two BD WNBA <laughs> game is no longer in play. There is literally nothing. Let me let me. I, there's going to be a college football game on that's going to be totally. I'm warm. sure the mask singer is on, yeah. and I can watch that. I have the the Jets as a three point underdog at home. Yeah, I said it would be like three and a half. Yeah, it's I mean, there's not a line. Right currently, now. three. I oh, see. Really? Well, that's what I saw earlier. And then it moved to two and a half. So there is some money coming in on the Jets again. Great. I just couldn't care. Okay. What are your uh, favorites? Let's say if I had to pick three, mm. and I'm going to be pretty chalky, I think, with them. Mm. I'm going to go Jacksonville, Green Bay, San Francisco. Okay. See, the reason I didn't pick Seattle is I've seen this game out of the Seahawks before. They lost at home outright to Arizona last year, even though Tyler Hundley was playing. Brett Hundley, sorry. Tyler Hundley's a different quarterback. He is. I, I can see a letdown for Seattle. Okay. Miami's off, of a, off mm-hmm. of a long break, all that kind of stuff. I don't like New England just because with Kansas City, it's just like half the sample paths are boat races. So it's just it's just tough, right? I love New England. I love New England. Um, I don't know seven? if this number does this number get bigger after tonight. That's my only concern. Is like this is supposed to pick out value, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this number gets bigger after tonight. You do, yeah. Is there anything the Chiefs could do tonight that somebody would take from it and say, "Wow, the way that the Patriots run their offense is is conducive to beating up the Chiefs." Maybe the quarterback running is a thing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you could get this at seven and a half, eight after tonight. I don't know about that. Whereas I think Jacksonville, you can get it. They would have half. to beat Baltimore decidedly, I think. Okay. But here's the deal. Seven's still not that good of a number, right? You're not getting the, you're, the push probability is a God, little bit. You different. really are just leaking red and orange this game better go your way tonight or you're going to be in a pit of misery but here's here's the deal so right now at jacksonville i believe you're getting you can get three and a half if you really want it you can get three and a half on jacksonville which is a good number basically you're taking two bad teams no home field advantage of cincinnati really i mean there is uh, don't give me don't yeah, i mean me. having to come here is a burden yeah <laughs> but jacksonville is coming off of a 10 days rest yeah Okay. Okay. San Francisco is a great number. Five and a half. Yeah, I love San Francisco. And then Green Bay at six. I mean, look, at some point in time, we have to, we have to. What do you think about Buffalo? Minus two and a half at Raiders. You know, I don't hate it. So you, in lieu of what? Or do you just want to put four on there? No, maybe we press our pressable. I'm just disappointed that you don't like Cam Newton getting seven I, points. I, I can see why you like it. Like I, the floor is high. Cam Newton's floor is high. I don't think the so. Chiefs can't cover anybody. What but do you the, mean you don't think so? You think he's going to get hurt? Because well, healthy Cam Newton's floor is high. Yeah, but he's still like 
He's still not the most accurate quarterback in the world. Mm-hmm. He still has only one good wide receiver to throw to. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line isn't the greatest in the world. Chiefs still can't And their cover. secondary is still like... Their secondary has been pressed in one game so far this year and were annihilated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, I don't know, man. Chiefs will be coming off of, if you're correct, a victory against the Ravens on Monday night. I mean, we can double or nothing on the steak dinner. <laughs> that's since right. I, since I lost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's right. I, I lost steak Orleans. dinner tonight. Yeah. New Orleans what a beautiful sharp. day. It was a sharp bet. It went all the way. What a beautiful day. It was a sharp bet. You can have the sharp bet. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the I sharp knife the, to eat my steak well, what's with. What's the say? I can eat. I can eat the closing line value with the four. Yeah. <laughs> like the, it's like the, but, but yes, you won. So we could go double or nothing and just bet that straight up. I hate betting against Patrick Mahomes, but I'll do that for you. Okay. So, so what, if we, what if we said, San Francisco, you're Niners. My, well, people can go watch or go read the, yeah. the article. Okay. So we got to figure it out. Anyways, that, that's our show. It's too late for us to go on any longer. You keep looking. Oh, there I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys had a wonderful week uh, three and enjoy the game tonight. Peace out.